A farmer's time is valuable. That's why Blaine's Farm and Fleet has made shopping for your must-haves quick and easy. Simply order online at farmandfleet.com and pick up your items in just one hour in their convenient drive-thru. Or try Farm and Fleet's same-day local delivery option. Association. This is the Farm Report with Pam Young. Well, some areas of the state did pick up a little snow overnight. It's five minutes after five o'clock on a Thursday morning, 14th day of November. How much snow in your neighborhood? I'll be honest, I'm on the west side of Madison and I really didn't notice much of anything. But I looked at my security cameras at Pambo up in Green Bay and it looks like they got a pretty good ground cover. We'll talk with Stu about the amount of snow we picked up and what's on the way today. The forecast in front of me is calling for sunny skies. Not quite as cold today. We'll bounce up to 31. That's going to feel like a heat wave. And it continues. Tomorrow, partly sunny and 36. Saturday, cloudy skies, but also 36. Then Sunday, we've got another chance of snow late in the day. 36 are expected high. We're in the 40s next week. So like I said, hopefully things getting a little bit better out there. Well, believe me, any farmer trying to grow anything this year wishes the weather would have gone a little bit better. That includes those folks that have invested a lot of time on permit paper and money on fencing and growing Wisconsin hemp. Talking with Brian Kuhn, one of the administrators that uh, takes care of that program at the Department of Ag, Trade, and Consumer Protection. Did the weather uh, preclude some folks from growing hemp this year? And with two years of bad weather in our minds... Are we going to see a lot of enthusiasm for hemp in 2020? He's our guest after 5.30. And today, the final day we've got Bryce Knorr with us. He retires as of tomorrow. We're talking with him before 6. Your local FS is member-owned. And that means when you buy our flagship brands like FS Envision and FS High Soy, you're actually buying seed from yourself. And you wouldn't sell yourself anything but the best, would you? In field after field, FS brands are out yielding the competition. Talk to your local FS crop specialist about Envision corn or high soy soybean seed today. At harvest, you'll be glad you did. Envision and high soy are available exclusively at your local FS member company. In farming, getting things done early has a way of setting you up for success. Like using Corvus for an early season win over weeds. Corvus keeps even the toughest weeds from gaining a foothold. Multiple sites of action deliver superior control of emerged weeds. And later, Corvus reactivates with just a half inch of rain to take out any new weeds that may have sprouted. So get an early season win against weeds with Corvus for end of season rewards. Always read and follow label instructions. Corvus is a restricted use pesticide. Interested in a rewarding career with a strong Wisconsin company? Rural Mutual Insurance is offering a $2,000 signing bonus to new agents hired before December 2nd. That's right, a great career with a great Wisconsin company plus a $2,000 signing bonus if you're hired before December 2nd. Apply online today at ruralmutual.com slash career. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. I love sitting out in my Leopold benches, watching over a fire, watching the countryside, and watching the land. Aldo Leopold is one of my heroes. I'm Scott Schultz on the northern end of the world's longest barn in Eau Claire, and for several years there's been a big award named in honor of that great man, Aldo Leopold. And Pam, 
one of the folks right here in northern Wisconsin is the winner of that award this year. That's right, Scott. Fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yankee at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. Last week during the regular board meeting at the Department of Ag Trade and Consumer Protection, they selected the 2019 Wisconsin Leopold Conservation Award winner. And that goes to Lake Family Farms in Dunn County. Uh, Jeff and Kelly Lake are the owner-operators of that property just outside of Boyceville, and they were recognized for things like uh, buffer strips, for uh, minimum till, for being very involved in their local watershed. Just a few of the attributes looked for by the Sand County Foundation, the Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation, the Wisconsin Land County and Water Conservation Group. They were in the audience as the Lakes accepted that award. Reba was there. Conservation is something that's important to almost every farmer. And this year, the 2019 Leopold Conservation Award winner had a lot of practices that many farmers are instilling today. But he just took that a step further by interacting with universities and finding new ways and implementing new technologies like precision technology to make his farm as efficient and conservative as possible. I started out by talking with the 2019 Leopold Award winner by asking him to introduce himself and his opportunities. Jeff Lake, uh, we farm uh, Dunn County. We farm 15, about 12 to 1500 acres um, of cash crop. Basically, we do uh, do some alfalfa. We do have some uh, beef cows, 30 head of beef cows, which we're trying to grow up and or grow, or make larger, more more beef or whatever. And uh, so, I'm the fifth generation to be be on the farm. Me and my brother, I guess. So my brother really is an active in the farming part of it. Um, he helps with the trees and stuff that we do, the woods and stuff, how we manage that. And uh, he comes into some of the decisions on the farm there. But uh, <clears throat> then our family, my wife and daughter and son, my son is helping on our farm a lot and uh, um, helps us with the day-to-day chores and, and that stuff. And April's my daughter. She's going to college for um, ag. And it started out as a dairy farm, right? Yep. yep. Our ancestors would have been, uh, they it started out as a dairy farm back in the early 1800s. Uh, son, uh, um, our family got out of the dairy industry when in um, 1999, I guess, it just uh, um, started uh, started other avenues, I guess. I, my dad, uh, then he started into more of the cash crop, and my um, then we took over in 06, basically, when my dad passed away. And uh, so that's how we, we got into the whole, whole farming part of it. You are the 2019 Leopold Conservation Award winner. Tell me about maybe just the general overview of some of the conservation practices that you have on your farm right now. Well, we do uh, 100% no-till. We... Um, um, do cover crops. We interseed cover crops. Um, we do full season cover crops. Um, we've been trying that. Um, let's see. We do buffer strips next to the streams. Um, we've done some stream barbs on some of the on some of the rivers. Rotational grazing with the cattle. We've done uh, all kinds of different things as far as for wildlife. Uh, trying to introduce tree, different trees for wildlife. So it sounds like you have a lot going on on the farm, just besides farming itself, as if that isn't a full-time job on its own. Why is conservation so important to you? Conservation has always been a big thing for our whole family. 
um, to be involved in just because we live there. It's our home. We want to make sure that we do the right things. We don't want to um, pass on, say, dirty water or um, deplete the land or because we want to pass it on to our next generation of kids that we have coming on. So uh, it means a lot to us that we that we take care of what we what we own, what we farm, and uh, I think uh, the conservation is all part of it. And and the other part of the conservation is the healthy soils that we have. And if we have healthy soils, we have healthy water, we have healthy people, we have healthy livestock, we have healthy crops. So I think it's all part of the conservation and soil health kind of runs hand in hand so that's what we really work on I guess. You describe yourself as a borrower. Can you explain that? Well we, we just basically borrow the land as long as we're here and but we gotta we'll hand it off when we're done to, to somebody so um, the way I feel that <clears throat> I don't want to hand off a um, bad piece of land i want to i want to be able to when when they they get a hold of it the next generation gets a hold of it they can say hey we got it in good shape now we're going to make it better too so um, that's uh, uh, we're just we're just part of the, we're just part of the land for a little while and uh, um, so that's what makes us proud that we we can do that and we work hard to make it better and you talk about that next generation are your kids involved in the conservation efforts as well Yes, they are. Um, um, my son, he's on the day-to-day operation. He's part of our precision planting, part of a precision ap- applications as far as our fertilizers and our liming. So he's he's the he's the computer guy behind it. I'm the nuts and bolts guy. And our, our daughter, she's going on to college. She's taking care of the whole um, the education part of it, where um, learning new ideas, um, doing lots of new things. Um, we bounce a lot of ideas off on everybody. Um, working with the soil conservation groups, um, you know, um, NRCS, um, um, guys at Pheasants Forever, um, everybody, soil conservation, everybody, we all bounce a lot of ideas off on each other. and It's pretty awesome where we have an open relationship and just say, hey, can we try this? Well, maybe it'll work, maybe it won't, maybe it will. Some will say, hey, what's this? plan so it's it's real awesome that way and i want to come back to that bouncing ideas off of people but you also brought up precision technology and you guys have received an award for precision so what we do is uh um, if you look on some of the stuff that we do uh, we take where the yields will come into play so uh, we've teamed up with like pheasants forever there they have a ag solver program there so they put it they take our um our uh, our um, yields off in our combine and they put it on the computer and they'll actually put a dollar sign on it to what our returns are so then if uh, you know we all kind of know when we're lo- going through our combine we'll see that the yields are dropping but this here actually puts a dollar sign on it well some of the places we'll see on there that uh, um, the 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 field would have to the corn that we were raising on that field would have to be twelve twelve dollars a bushel before we'd even break even. So then then we start assessing why is that the bushels so or the yield so low there? Is it uh, animal pressure? Is it um, just shaded or other things? So basically, what we're doing is taking red into green acres. So we'll look at it and uh, we'll take it and uh, look at it instead of raising row crops there maybe we want to put it into a set-aside program or a prep program or crp or maybe we can just put it into some sort of a 
um, alfalfa or other crops that we can raise and turn it into something that we can use other than a row crop. And then it also turns into maybe a buffer strip or something like that of that nature. So there's a lot of different ideas there where we, we look at it on a dollar and cents thing. So that's a, that's a big part of the, um, the precision ag part of it where if it doesn't make sense to, to raise crops there, let's do a different thing. Let's do something different. And I think that's really cool looking at the different opportunities that you could use for maybe those areas, like you said, that aren't maybe making the most sense to be doing row crops. You'd also talked about bouncing ideas off of people. And I think one of the things also is the education aspect of it as well. Tell me about why that education aspect is so important. Well, the education aspect is really important because a lot of people have already done that stuff or um, maybe we maybe we haven't touched on that uh, subject at all before. So um, that's why we like to ask a lot of people a different 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 questions and and uh, get stuff done. I guess my one last question would be is this is obviously something that's really important for you and something getting this award has kind of been an emotional moment. Can you tell me why it's kind of been that emotional moment for you? Well, <laughs> for a for a farm kid to be coming out to a, a big event like this and uh, and to receive an award like this, it's uh, pretty humbling. It's a uh, um, <laughs> uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, quite an honor just to receive a, uh, an award like this it's uh, when we've been thinking we're doing the right thing and then to get acknowledged that we were doing the right thing is it's quite an honor and there's a lot of people that are doing a lot of good things and for us to get selected it's it's like a, um, a farming Oscar, I guess is what you'd want to say. I, I, um, yeah. There's a lot of people out there doing a lot of good things and for us to be you know, recognize that we won this, and uh, and with the people that have already won this, it's a it's quite a it's just just a huge honor. So. That was Jeff Lake, the 2019 Leopold Conservation Award winner out of Dunn County, from the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. I'm Reba McClone. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Madison Area Crime Stoppers and the ATF, in conjunction with the Wisconsin Department of Justice, Office of the State Fire Marshal, and Madison Police and Fire Departments, announce a reward of up to $5,000 for information that leads to the arrest and prosecution of those responsible for the October 17th arson at the Madison Mallards Baseball Stadium. Authorities recovered a unique LED camping lantern that may belong to the suspect or suspects. Investigators are asking for the public's help in identifying who might have owned or recently purchased the lantern, as well as any other information related related to the fire that is estimated to have caused more than $150,000 in damages. Images of the LED camping lantern can be viewed on Madison Area Crime Stoppers' Facebook page. Those with information regarding this investigation are asked to contact the Madison Fire Department's Fire Investigation Division at 266-4488 or submit a tip to Madison Area Crime Stoppers at 266-6014 or on the web at p3tips.com. Individuals contacting Crime Stoppers can remain anonymous and may be eligible for a cash reward. Art doesn't see disabilities. That's because art is truly for everyone, all artists, ages, cultures, and abilities. But for individuals with disabilities, making art transforms not just them as creators, it transforms everyone around them. VSA Wisconsin has been changing lives through art for over 30 years. We provide accessibility and participation in all arts learning that enhance so many aspects of life. 
For thousands of Wisconsinites with disabilities, from three years old to seniors, we offer participation in music, visual art, creative writing, movement, and drama. What can VSA Wisconsin do for you? Inspire. You'll see at our programs, shows, events, and sales throughout the state. Attend classes and workshops taught by professional artists at the VSA Art Center in Madison. Or visit our gallery and shop and take some inspiration home. Visit us online at vsawis.org to volunteer, donate, to get informed, get involved, and get inspired by art all over again. Rough hands, dirty boots, and farming roots. It's all we know. It's Pam Yonke and the Wisconsin Farm Report. 521 now as we roll our way into a Thursday. And depending on where you are, you might be waking up to a little bit more snow. Stumach Ag Meteorologist joining us live via Skype. Well, you were right on target with your forecast yesterday, Stu, at least as far as Madison. I don't see anything that uh, developed overnight. But I've got my cameras up at Pambo in Green Bay, and it looks like they got measurable snow overnight. Yeah, and I've got just enough. It covered the deck out here where I had it scraped off, too. So a little light snow, especially in eastern Wisconsin. But beyond that, things aren't going to be too terrible. How about that? What I'm anticipating is that now that a cool front's been slid just east of Wisconsin, oh, down around southern Lake Michigan, down to Illinois and Missouri, as that cool front pulls away, we are going to have a little more sunshine try to break out yet today. And as it brightens up, temperatures will warm up a little, a bit nicer than yesterday, even a bit warmer as we head on toward Friday and Saturday. Oh, unfortunately, not back to normal or above. Those are mid-40s, but we are in the right move. We're warming up somewhat. Now, another front does drop in out of the north. That next front dropping in here toward the end of the week will account for more cloud cover later Friday night into Saturday and a small chance of light snow again as we move on through Saturday night. Could actually be a little rain-snow mix on Sunday with still some pretty mild air from compared to what we've seen. Uh, still cooler than normal, a little more mild on towards Sunday and into early next week. I'll have forecast details right after this. Your local FS is member-owned, and that means when you buy our flagship brands like FS Envision and FS High Soy, you're actually buying seed from yourself. And you wouldn't sell yourself anything but the best, would you? In field after field, FS brands are out yielding the competition. Talk to your local FS crop specialist about Envision corn or high soy soybean seed today. At harvest, you'll be glad you did. Envision and high soy are available exclusively at your local FS member company. Interested in a rewarding career with a strong Wisconsin company? Rural Mutual Insurance is offering a $2,000 signing bonus to new agents hired before December 2nd. That's right, a great career with a great Wisconsin company plus a $2,000 signing bonus if you're hired before December 2nd. Apply online today at RuralMutual.com slash career. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Give me that forecast, Stu. All right, a little patchy fog, Madison toward Mauston this morning. And otherwise, some clouds will clear out, becoming mostly sunny during the day. And a lot of us up there, just about 30 degrees with the west winds at 5 to 10. Clear overnight, back down toward the upper teens are about 20, west winds 5 to 10. More sunshine around for Thursday. Upper 30s with the west winds 5 to 10, becoming northeast late. And then more clouds into Saturday with that cool front dropping in. Upper 30s, maybe a 40 at Lacrosse. Saturday night, Pam, a little snow, maybe some raindrops or snowflakes around for Sunday and still at least upper 30s for highs so 
not quite so far in the deep freeze. Yeah, it's feeling pretty decent out there this morning, Stu. Lacrosse, you've got some clouds. You're at 27 degrees. In Mauston, some clouds, 25. Fond du Lac, some clouds and 25. Oshkosh, a little cloudy, sitting at 23 degrees. At Madison, the airport, currently cloudy and 25 degrees. And this morning, you've got a wind chill that feels like 19, so a little bit better than yesterday. Coming up after 5.30, our farewell conversation with Bryce Knorr, Commodity Specialist, Farm Futures Magazine. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Bring on more acres with the all-new Lexian 8000 and 7000 series combines at Ziegler Ag Equipment. These machines were built to cut through acres with an expanded capacity system for 10% more throughput and the industry's largest grain tank with faster unloading speeds. And optimize your cutting and feeding performance with the right header for the job, like the new Convio Flex Draper from Kloss, offering more visibility, more simplicity, and more efficiency. Ask your Ziegler sales rep for more information because you can't put more hours in the day, but you can put in more acres. After the problems this year, no one has to be reminded of how cruel nature can be. I'm Shannon Latham. Come drought, hail, or high water, if you plant the minimum product required, you're fully protected by Latham Seeds Replant Program. 75 bags of Latham brand corn or a 36-bag increase gets you 100% replant. And 200 units of Latham soybeans treated with Soy Shield Plus earns the same. Let's hope not, but just in case, go to LathamSeeds.com or call 877-GO-LATHAM. In baseball, these are the moments that bring us to our feet. But the most important moment happens when we all stand together. United for a great cause. We once again join our partners Stand Up to Cancer in reaffirming a commitment to the fight against cancer. Since 2008, Major League Baseball, its fans, players, and coaches have delivered a powerful, determined message that we, together, will defeat cancer. I'm Matt Damon. I'm Candace Patton. Joe Manganiello. Jordana Brewster. Zachary Levi. I'm Uzo Aduba. Cancer has in some way touched all of us. So join Major League Baseball and Stand Up to Cancer as we stand in honor of all loved ones affected by this disease. Visit standuptocancer.org MLB. Stand up with us. Are you fairly fit but would love a little edge up? Are you entering middle age with a slowing metabolism and weak core? MSculpt may be your answer. A skincare minute with skincare expert Michelle Neeson. Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie is proud to be one of the first clinics in the area to offer this new muscle building technology called MSculpt. It's approved for building and toning abs, arms, butt, thighs, and calves. MSculpt works. One 30-minute treatment can be equivalent to 20,000 crunches or 20,000 squats. It's safe, effective, and painless with virtually no downtime. Sound too good to be true? Visit Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie to learn more. Let your natural beauty shine through. View our specials at rejuvenationclinicofsaukprairie.com. Hi, I'm Travis Ganser. Looking to remodel your bathroom? It shouldn't be like getting a root canal. Ganser is the answer with Bath Creations by Ganser Company. Give us 80 minutes for our 80 years to make a painless decision. We are proud to introduce Bath Creations by Ganser Company. 
Schedule your free in-home consultation or visit our beautiful showroom on the Beltline. Remember, 80 years and 80 minutes from a local family business of four generations. Dancer, that's the answer. Hi, I'm Travis Ganser. Have you heard the news? Ganser Company is your home for J.D. Power's top-ranked window and patio door manufacturer, Infinity from Marvin. You'll get 80 years of our experience to make an informed decision in 80 minutes. Schedule your free in-home consultation and get your home ready for the Wisconsin winter. Ganser has the answer. Remember, 80 years and 80 minutes from a local family business of four generations. Ganser, that's the answer. There is no reason to be intimidated by words like gold, diamonds, jewels. No reason at all, especially when you stop into Goodman's Jewelers, 220 State Street, same location they've been at for over 85 years because they haven't been in business that long by intimidating people. They've been in that business by having beautiful pieces at all price points, whether it be an engagement ring, a wedding band, a pendant, maybe even a necklace, birthday, anniversaries, so many different occasions to give such beautiful jewelry that is very affordable. And of course, they've got the bling bling, the shine and diamonds, but they also have a great selection of other exotic gemstones and a lot of the cuts that are super hot these days. They may have that traditional feel, that traditional customer service, but they also have the new modern looks of today. Stop in and take a look at their jewelry case. Talk to the staff. Find out what it is that they have and what it is that they can create. Go online, goodmansjewelers.com. Well, Barry, let's let's jump right into it because this is as big as it gets. Uh, you know, the last undefeated team uh, in the Big Ten, one of the last undefeated teams in all of uh, college hockey, uh, Notre Dame, ranked fourth in the country coming in. I feel like, you know, it's deja vu all over again with Duluth, you know, a month ago when they were coming in red hot and two-time national champ. And obviously Wisconsin rose to the occasion uh, in that series. What, what, what do the Irish bring into Madison here this weekend? Well, they bring out they have really good goaltending and it's a good defensive game. So that's something that uh, you know Badgers faced last week in Omaha. They're they're known for their defense, and so they're going to face the same thing. Obviously, at a different notch here with the uh, number four team, Notre Dame coming in, but they're definitely going to face uh, a very very good team. And uh, but they're playing at home, so we got to look for optimistically here, and hopefully the Badgers can tidy up some things. We talked about it. They're Every year, every week is some little bit more experience for the young team to uh, to go through, and so hopefully they get a couple of things clicking. The power play, the third period, is uh, something that they have to clean up in terms of, you know, the goal differential. They they've only scored one goal and had ten against the last six games. So and, and vice versa, Notre Dame is really good in the third period. So these are things to watch this weekend. Barry, you know, you, you look at this team and the, the red-hot start, obviously, you know, the sweep of Duluth and getting some wins early and everything was looking great, you know, ranked in the top 10. And now the last couple of weeks, losing three of the last four, uh, sitting at 500, ranked 15th. Um, kind of, a you know, an early season crossroads game, isn't it? I mean, you, you don't want to give back all that momentum. And, you know, you lose a couple of these games and you fall below 500, probably out of the top 16. I mean, this is a really important series right now for for this Badger season, isn't it? Yeah, early on it is. I mean, they're playing a very good team, and uh, you know that now they can see where they are, where they stand. Uh, I think when we first started about a month ago, that we had to wait and see how things shook out. I know that I know the coaches were, everyone was happy what happened against and sweeping Duluth as they were defending champs and everything. But you know, there's a lot of hockey that needed to be played, and and now you're sort of seeing things sort of settle, 
so to speak. But uh, you got a very good team. Jeff Jackson has done a great job at Notre Dame. Plays a very sound game, very disciplined game. So I'm looking forward to it. That's going to be a great, great series this weekend. And then the batters have to prove themselves. You're right. It's important, Joe. Barry, looking at uh, Cole Caulfield, uh, what do you get? The Hockey Commissioner's Associated National Rookie of the Month honors for October. How how good is this kid? What is his ceiling? Uh, he's good. I mean, he's just, uh, and on, you know, last week the games weren't on TV, but just uh, all reports were that, you know, he had, he had three posts. I mean, they, you know, that's just a game of inches of uh, things going in because he didn't get a, a tally, any kind of tally last week. But, you know, he is very, very good, and, and people must know that the, this is probably the, the, the only year that he's going to be staying here for the Badgers. I mean, he's going to go and sign with Montreal, so he's the real deal. Anytime you're beating Patrick Kane, Austin Matthews, and, uh, and Kessel for the, for the amount of goals for Team USA over the last couple of years for the wow. de- developmental team, he is number one overall. So those are the names that he is beating in terms of total goals. Uh, Barry, you look at the busy with uh, Barry Richter, former Badger hockey great. You look at the, the schedule. We think of you know in, in the football, the non-conference, right? You play those first three games, or in, in basketball, where the, the Badgers are doing, you play the non-conference games. This is kind of the end of that, and people don't realize Notre Dame is actually a part of the Big Ten hockey conference. So you look starting this weekend. Uh, there's one non-conference series with Arizona State way up at the end of February, but basically. This is the start of conference play. How much, you know, we always think about it in football and basketball. Oh, are they, you, know, you flip the switch for conference play. Does the same thing apply here this weekend, knowing that this is the first conference series of the, of the year? Well, it is because, you know, it's, it's almost like a two, uh, you know, like in terms of a, a two-game swing, you know, if you win a game against a conference opponent, you know, you, you, put a, you put a loss in their column and then you get a win column. So it's, it's important to get a leg up on the conference opponents, especially when, you know, there's only – six of them in the big 10 right now. So you got to make some hay when you can, you got to do it when you're at home. It's tough to uh, win on the road. As we saw the batters going on Penn state, it's very, very tough for them to go win on the road in the big 10. And there's a lot of good teams. So they, uh, hopefully the batters can come out of here with at least a, a split. It would be awesome if they somehow could find a, uh, a sweep of series for Notre Dame, but it's going to be a tall task, boys. Hey, Barry, i got to ask you, man, Saturday, a little thing, you know, it's going to be on the ice but off the ice because we're raising awareness and money. It's the, the teddy toss on Saturday. How important we is that for here? Yeah, we do. Well, you got a teddy toss? We, we got, no, got, we got, got a big teddy bear right in our we, lobby. That thing's enormous. Yeah, it's huge. Yeah, no, that's a great, great cause that the, the Badgers are doing, and it's fun if this is the Farm Report with Pam Young. 5.35 on a Thursday morning. Milder day on the way today. Partly sunny and 31. Thank goodness. Did you know on this date in 1969, Apollo 12 was launched. A crew from NASA, the second manned mission to the moon. Commander Charles Conrad Jr., Richard Gordon, and Alan Bean. They landed on the moon November 19th. And now you know. Well, a history of its own right here on the Farm Show. Up before 6 o'clock, our man Bryce Knorr, commodity specialist, Farm Futures Magazine, farmfutures.com. Joining us for the very last time, he is retiring, and uh, this is our last show with him. Hope you'll stick around for that. I'm Pam Yonke. Now, from Landmark Services Cooperative Agri-News Desk, here's what's happening on a Thursday. Well, corn growers, soybean growers, no matter what you tried to grow, even a garden in Wisconsin this year, you've been challenged by the weather. That includes our Wisconsin hemp producers as well. 
Brian Kuhn, Division Administrator at the Wisconsin Department of Agriculture, just now starting to get some harvest data back from those folks that were permitted to grow the crop this year. And they've got crop issues of their own they've got to try to work through. Yeah, in general, we, we don't have a lot of hard data on uh, on hemp production this year yet. Um, I think a lot of growers are, are you know, we're, we're in the thick of it trying to beat the weather um, this harvest season. Uh, as you said, kind of came in and closed things down in a hurry on us. Uh, but some of the challenges were just, just based on the sheer, you know, volume and the, the acreage that some folks had planted um, that, they, you know, they were finding the biomass and the volume of material they were dealing with was a challenge just to harvest it and get it out of the field. We had set a timeline of trying to get growers to harvest those crops within about 10 days of getting their hemp, um, you know, their, their results back on their field, identifying that they had a harvestable crop. But the reality is, um, for, for most, it took more than 10 days for them to literally get that crop out of the field if they had any kind of significant acreages. But again, generally, I'd say we're, we're seeing that, hearing that there were, you know, the growing conditions in between that tough uh, planting spring and that, and that early uh, need for harvest in the cold, wet weather we had, that um, growers produced uh, reasonable crops um, during the growing season this year. What's your estimate, Brian? Like I said, there were a lot of folks that had a lot of interest in the crop, but that doesn't always translate into acres. What are you thinking? Did a lot of the folks that got the permits actually put seed in the ground? Yeah, a fair number did. Um, I think out of we, I think we had about thirteen hundred licensed uh, uh, growers and registered growers for this season. I think that actual planting number from uh, from some of the program materials we were reviewing recently put it in that eight to nine hundred that actually put seed in the ground and, and produced a, a crop this year. So uh, a dramatic increase over about the hundred and uh, 130 or 140 that we had in that first year. Um, but, uh, you know, and, and again, like you say, n- no question, uh, significant challenges with growing this, um, but it, because the majority of these folks were first-time growers. Um, so everybody's, again, it's as if it's, a, it's still a very new crop, and for many, almost every grower this year, they were brand new to it again. All right. You know, we mentioned about uh, the enthusiasm that Wisconsin's had for industrial hemp. Now we've got to also be paying attention. The permitting process for 2020 already underway, but uh, it's in flux. And the reason I say that, Brian, is the state is trying to... Uh, react to the popularity of hemp production while still maintaining respect for the federal situation. What's going on in Wisconsin down at the state capitol that you've got to be monitoring when it comes to 2020? Yeah, so just yesterday at the state capitol, the assembly passed the, the hemp bill, so it's now passed both sides of the uh, of the legislature and will be headed to the governor's office um, for consideration there. Um, so that's so the 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 SB 188 that had been in in the works um, has now passed the legislature and moved forward to the governor's desk. Um, simultaneously, two weeks ago, the USDA issued their interim uh, final rule on domestic hemp production in the U.S. So that's that's really got the that's where the real um, kind of the real parameters are now. So we're in the process of reviewing what USDA has come up with. That's something that states have been waiting on for this whole year, I'd say, um, to, to understand what the feds are going to require uh, of 
of states in the implementation of these hemp programs. So that's the real roadmap. And our the, the federal law, um, our, our state law can be more stringent than the federal law, but can't be less stringent. So there could be provisions within the um, within the assembly bills that were passed and that will uh, you know that are, they're moving forward to the governor's office that that could um, that may be kind of put on hold or uh, sidelined unless in, in, in the feds or until the feds um, potentially change some aspects of their program to loosen them up again because we may have some provisions in that state law that um, are less stringent than what the fed federal law is requiring at this point so so that's an evaluation process we're in I said that I would say the the, the really encouraging part of the um, of what's come out in that interim final rule is that it, it it very well matches up with the way Wisconsin has been implementing that program. Um, and when I talk to a number of other states, um, they're they're struggling with it significantly because it's it's not in alignment with how their states have been have been running their programs, and it's going to require major uh, changes on on their state parts to to try and get in alignment with the federal law. Brian Kuhn, Division Administrator at the Department of Agriculture that oversees our hemp program. And like you said, despite the best intentions at the state capitol, we still have to make sure our rules are in compliance with the federal scene. Good news that we're on the right path there. And we'll keep touching base with those folks on Harvest Data as it becomes available. It's coming up on 543. No one works harder to help you achieve your goals. We know how challenging and rewarding farming in this way of life can be. You won't find financial experts with more ag knowledge and deeper rural roots. Your friends, family, and neighbors at Compere Financial have your back. So whether you're just starting out or on your way to building a legacy, we're here for you and wishing you a safe and bountiful harvest. Learn more at Compere.com. Trademarks of Compere Financial, an equal credit opportunity lender. To the soybean farmer who knows the early rise, who's there even when times are hardest. Whose fingers bless Wisconsin soil. Who sows in our hearts and grows for our children. To the soybean farmer, we stand with you. Strengthen the voice of Wisconsin farmers. Join the Wisconsin Soybean Program at wisoybean.org. Our farewell conversation with Bryce Knorr just around the corner. Let's find out what others are talking about in the marketplace overnight. Here's our bottom line. Bottom line analysts continue to see buying opportunities every day the corn market would inch lower, though it may take some weather issues in South America to support corn longer term. We look at four states here in the U.S., North Dakota, South Dakota, Wisconsin, and Michigan. They represent over 9.5 million acres of corn still to be harvested. A shortage of propane coupled with corn that's higher in moisture, which leads to a rally in the cash basis levels. The question now becomes, will futures follow the cash market higher? A recent survey showing winter wheat acreage at just over 31 million. That's the lowest since 1909. This is the Bottom Line Report. Ag Secretary Purdue is scheduled to appear at the Farm Broadcasters Convention in Kansas City, hopefully carrying updated news on trade deals with Mexico and Canada and, of course, Phase 1 of the China deal. I'm Mark Oppold, wishing you a profitable day. Thank you, Mark, and that's exactly where our farm team is this week. Josh, Reba, Caitlin, and Scott, all at the National Farm Broadcasters Convention in Kansas City. The only ones that stayed home, Bosold and myself.
Markets are mixed in overnight trade right now. December corn's up three quarters of a cent at three seventy six. Well, March is up three quarters of a cent, three eighty four and three quarters. November beans unchanged, nine oh two and a half, with January beans down a half at nine fourteen and three quarters. The wheat for December is up a penny and three quarters, five ten and three quarters. July new crop up a penny and a half, five twenty four. Dairy markets yesterday, barrel cheese dropped three and a half cents to two twenty eight. Forty pound black cheese down three at one ninety one. Double A butter down a quarter of a cent, two oh six and a half. Fluid milk contracts in overnight trade. Well, December closed ten cents higher at eighteen seventy nine a hundredweight. January milk was up a dime on the close at seventeen seventy nine a hundredweight. What's happening in the markets today? Our last conversation with Bryce Nor before he retires. That's coming up next. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Are you ready to power your appliances and heat your home with clean, efficient FS propane? Work with Insight FS, a company that lives and works in the same community you do. They'll check your system to help make sure it's safe and efficient. Call them about their convenient contracting or budget billing programs. When it comes to the safety and comfort of your family, you can trust Insight FS. Visit InsightFS.com to schedule an appointment today. Selecting the right alfalfa variety is more commitment than choice. I'm Shannon Latham, and because alfalfa has a long-term impact on your bottom line, Latham alfalfa products are uniquely built for greater yield potential, pest resistance, and unmatched forage quality. All to give growers options that thrive in local growing conditions, whether you produce cash hay or feed on farm. Commit to success in your alfalfa fields. Talk to your local Latham sales rep, see us at LathamSeeds.com, or call 877-GO-LATHAM. Confusion ever someone or have sudden you trouble had speaking, understanding? Understanding trouble? Have you sudden have or speaking someone ever confusion? Have Have you you ever ever had had sudden confusion, confusion, trouble speaking, or or understanding understanding someone? someone? It could be one of the five signs of stroke. Sudden weakness or numbness of the face, arm, or leg. Sudden trouble with vision in one or both eyes. Suddenly having trouble walking or difficulty with balance. Or a sudden intense headache that comes out of nowhere. If you or someone you know has any of these symptoms, don't wait. Call 911 immediately. You could make a difference in someone's life, someone you love, maybe even your own. It's late until wait. Don't too. Don't, Don't wait, wait until, until it's, it's too, too late. late. Time lost is brain lost. Find out more at PowerToEndStroke.org. Brought to you by the American Heart Association, American Stroke Association, and the Ad Council. From her mouth to the field's ears, it's Pam Yonke and the Wisconsin Farm Report. All right, here we are, 547 now on a Thursday morning. Some of you waking up with a little bit more snow than others, but everybody waking up with warmer temperatures. That's good. I tell you what, though, it's about the last time we're going to wake up with our friend Bryce Knorr, commodity specialist, Farm Futures Magazine, farmfutures.com. He is exiting for retirement after he gets done chatting with us today uh, and then literally at the end of the calendar year. And I know you aren't going to sob big uh, crocodile tears not having to get up this early, Bryce, but we'll miss you. I can't even, I was trying to remember how long we've been doing this. I can't remember when we didn't do this. 
I think we started about 2001. Okay. Oh, my man. Then it's then it is lo- longer than I thought. Yeah, like I said, uh, and Bryce and I obviously we travel in the same circles, so we see each other at conferences and that. Uh, so, what are tell them what are the plans after you said you were going to kind of continue to write a little bit? Are you going to be out on the speaking circuit? Yeah, I'll be out uh, out occasionally if anybody wants to uh, have me in for a meeting. I'll be uh, glad to do it. I'll be down at uh, Commodity Classic. Okay. If uh, anybody's going to be down in San Antonio this year, and mm-hmm. uh, uh, so uh, I'll be uh, out and about, continuing to write a column for Farm Futures. Um, pretty much on a weekly basis. All right. Well, like I said, if I forget to mention it, it has just been a true pleasure. I I don't know what we're going to do without you, but uh, we're so glad. It's nice to see uh, good people that have done a great job for agriculture uh, get a chance to now enjoy retirement. And I'll tell you what, it's almost as if the markets don't want to get riled up because you're exiting the trade. It is quiet out there this morning. I had just a dickens of a time trying to come up with news for my market report this morning, and there's just not much happening. Right, and I think that's going to be a feature here now all the way uh, into the January 10th USDA reports. Uh, You know, unless we get some sort of big trade news and actually get a trade deal done uh, that gets the markets excited, uh, there just isn't uh, going to be a lot of uh, potential for market-moving events. Uh, We've got got the election over in uh, Britain and Brexit uh, we'll be kind of talking about that, uh, I'm sure, uh, particularly as uh, December uh, gets going. Uh, but uh, all of our markets right now are just uh, uh, focused on demand because we aren't going to get much supply news uh, really for a while. And the, the demand, uh, it's a real dogfight out there. There's a lot of commodities around the world uh, that are competing uh, for uh, a pie that isn't growing uh, very, very much bigger. And you can see that in uh, the latest tender from Egypt uh, today. Uh, Ukraine looks like they have the lowest price. Uh, France has been selling wheat to Egypt, uh, Russia, Romania. Uh, the U.S. has only sold uh, very just marginal amounts of wheat uh, to, uh, to uh, Egypt really over the past three or four years. And now when we talk about uh, the lowest cost and that type of uh, conversation, Bryce, so maybe give our growers out there that are lamenting what uh, their price looks like. How how heavy, how high are we compared to some others in the world? Well, uh, you know, our markets are actually uh, fairly competitive, uh, but it's kind of a race to the bottom at this point. Uh, uh, our wheat is is uh, uh, priced uh, well out of the uh, out of the Egyptian market, and that's largely a basis of freight. Uh, just costs more to ship uh, wheat uh, from the uh, Gulf uh, than it does from the uh, Black Sea ports or from French ports. So it's a matter of transportation costs uh, that are uh, hurting us in some markets. Uh, uh, in other markets, uh, it is a factor of uh, that uh, the other guys are just cheaper. Uh, that's true of our uh, good Asian customers or used to be good Asian customers like South Korea and Taiwan. Uh, they're uh, buying uh, corn uh, from Brazil and uh, the Black Sea area because it is it is just cheaper, uh, uh, even when the transportation costs are considered. Speaking of transportation costs, it may not be looking like a typical November right now as far as harvest movement, but I've got to wonder how are we doing on rail? How are we doing on uh, on uh, trucks? Uh, how's our transportation system? Like I said, it's not like it's getting overwhelmed with a lot of action. 
Right. Uh, so far, there really aren't any problems. The barge freight uh, costs, uh, moving uh, corn down, down the river system to the Gulf, uh, have been creeping higher. There's a lot of demand for barges right now, uh, particularly on the upper Mississippi, because those loads have to get originated here uh, in the next month or so before the upper Mississippi River closes. So we're seeing the, uh, the bases kind of go back and forth there. Uh, the the uh, corn basis uh, really popped last week and now has settled back a little bit on those higher barge freight costs, uh, even soybean basis a little weaker yesterday. Uh, the ethanol plants uh, continue to really uh, have to uh, compete for their feedstocks. Of course, uh, they need that corn every day uh, uh, to make fuel if they're still running. So the plants that are still open are bidding fairly aggressively. Uh, we're seeing the uh, uh, plant down uh, down in Pekin, Illinois, uh, they're uh, uh, eight over the board. Mm. Uh, so there are some there are some good values out there. And uh, you've if you've got corn harvested, uh, uh, you know, rather than uh, uh, particularly rather than pay commercial storage, probably better off just doing a basis contract at this point. Now, on those ethanol plants, how are their margins? They boy, like you said, for those that are open, are their margins getting better? Well, they improved last week a little bit, so uh, they're not as bad as they were. The plants that are still open are, are the ones that are very efficient. Uh, so uh, it, it's difficult to tell how much money they're they're losing at, at this point uh, uh, because the fixed cost varies so uh, widely. They're probably still losing money, uh, but not as much as they were. And still not much of a market for DDGs outside the United States. Right. And that's why it's so important to get uh, some type of trade deal done uh, that has a, a meaningful movement by China to, to get rid of those uh, trade barriers on uh, not only uh, soybeans, but DDGs, ethanol and corn, uh, sorghum as well, to uh, open up uh, that trade a little bit. Again, I don't think it's going to be any sort of a big uh, you know, box office uh, hit or anything. But at this point, uh, any any additional demand we can get is very much needed. We will get the latest figures on ethanol production from last week out at 9.30 Central Time today. Well, I tell you what, my friend, I am just, I, I literally, after all this time, I don't know what we're going to do uh, twice a week now to get our guidance and our compass on the market, but I am so happy to wish you a happy first vacation and then ultimately retirement and really look forward to seeing you down the road. Uh, like I said, Bryce, the show won't be the same without you, but I wish you the happiest of retirements. You deserve it. Well, thank you, and I'm looking forward to watching the second half of Monday Night Football now. <laughs> yeah, enjoy that sleeping in. Think of some of the rest of us. All right, Bryce, take care, and thank you again. We'll be in touch. Bye now. Bryce Nor, Commodity Specialist, Farm Futures Magazine, farmfutures.com. 2001, are you kidding me? Well, that uh, is a man off to retirement, and I'm off as well. It's 555.